0: Today we're talking about what happens when the INFJ finally puts themselves first. Even saying that seems uncomfortable to a lot of INFJs because putting yourself first reminds you of a person who's selfish, who's all about materialistic things, who's all about being mean and there is no realness to that person. Those are the things we think about when we say, oh, you should put yourself first. And guess what? That is the reason why we're not doing it. But it's time that we redefine what it means to put yourself first because trust me as an INFJ, when you put yourself first, you're going to be of way bigger service. You're going to be able to help others on a completely different level. And on top of that, you're finally going to live out everything you ever wanted. It really takes a mindset shift. And if you're not an INFJ, it's really hard to explain to an INFJ what to do and vice versa. Because for us INFJs, it is a completely different process. Putting yourself first will look differently for an INFJ than it will for other types. And today we're going to talk about what it takes for an INFJ to put themselves first, what that will actually look like and how you can finally experience everything you ever wanted living that INFJ Epic life. Before we get started, I want to remind you one last time, this round of the INFJ Epic life bootcamp starts tomorrow, November 12th. So make sure you join until then. We're not going to have late admissions. I'm looking forward to seeing you all there. All the information you need to know you can find in the links in the description. In order to understand, what it takes for an INFJ to put themselves first, we have to recognize how we're not putting ourselves first because it isn't about saying, Oh, I have this big picture of, I'm helping this one person. I'm helping this other person. I'm actually creating the life. I want through other people. I'm, you know, making the best out of what I can do. That is a given. Like I assume by itself that we're trying to live the best life we can in general. And very often for the INFJ, that means being a martyr. That means being a savior. That means being the best friend. That means playing supporting role in somebody else's movie. But are you playing the lead character in your movie? Are you the lead character in your novel, in your adventure? Probably not because for the INFJ, this is not what we've been told. This is not what we've been taught. And I'm convinced the more INFJs are actually confronted with this alternative lifestyle. So to say, the more they will recognize, Oh, this is actually my true nature because now I wouldn't know how to go back. I wouldn't know how to live the way I used to live. But I also remember that when I was at that place where I wasn't putting myself first, it didn't feel like there was another choice. Because what we have learned as children is that the moment you put yourself first, you're going to get abandoned one way or another. There was a person in your life who was living their life in such a way that you felt if you're not putting them first, you're going to have some kind of experience that you don't want. And it's not like, Oh, by accident, the INFJ has a narcissist in their life. And it's also not to say that because you have such a person in your life, you turn into an INFJ. No, most people have some kind of issue with themselves. Most people, this isn't something that rarely happens. The difference though, is that the INFJ is so aware of what that person is experiencing. The INFJ is so aware of how that other person feels. And as children, you know, our first functions develop first, you know, for every single type for us, that's our introverted intuition and that's FE extroverted feeling. So this is everything that we have in the beginning. So we're so connected to how that person feels and therefore how they're going to feel about us. So if we're able to make that other person experience something, right? Our second function is our creative function. So we can make people feel something we feel. That's the way we can control their love. It can be peers. It can be parents. It can be just people around you. So from early on we have learned and we have conditioned ourselves. I have to make that person comfortable because if they're not comfortable, I'm going to feel that pain. Another type might never feel, that the other person has a reaction. They might not feel that they have any control over how that other person is feeling. So they're not even conditioning themselves early on as children to do that. For us INFJs, it's different. That's all we learn. So when you're an adult and you say, okay, I want to change something, you actually have to confront this feeling. You have to confront the fact that on some level you feel if you start putting yourself first, nobody's going to love you. Nobody's going to like you isn't the only reason why people want you around them for what you can do for them. If you start putting yourself first and you care about your hobbies, you care about what you want to do, you care about what you like, who's going to want to hang out with you. That's what goes on in our mind. And in order to get to a place where we learn to be loved and liked for who we are, in order to get to a place where we learn to be liked for liking ourselves, because that's the place we want to be at, we have to confront this feeling. And we're going to talk about how to do that because this isn't like an easy concept. This isn't something that you can do overnight. And it's definitely something that will cause some pain. But the point is that once you do that, everything changes because what is painful is the transformation. It's not the life afterwards. The life after you've made that happen is way easier than what you're used to. Because you're not asking yourself, why is something missing? You're not asking yourself, is that what life is all about? You're not asking yourself, what is wrong with me? Why can I not connect with people the way I want to? The reason why you're not connecting the way you want to is because you're not connecting through your truth. You're connecting through their truth, right? You're making it comfortable for them. You're not making people make compromises in order to be in your life. And it's not like you're forcing somebody to do that. If you say, I'm going to put myself first. No, what you're actually saying is this is who I am and this is how I see life. This is how I experience life. And just because it's different than what most people around me seem to believe or live like you have the prerogative to live your life just as much as everybody else and to live it on your terms because choosing yourself doesn't hurt anybody actively. Choosing yourself doesn't make other people uncomfortable in itself. You just feel it's your responsibility to not make people feel that. But you have a right to breathe. You have a right to be. And with that, you're going to have some kind of effect on other people. And it's not going to be an effect that everybody likes, but that's not on you to decide, right? It's like saying you're not allowed to breathe there's still enough room for others. If they cannot be around you because it evokes something in them, they can go somewhere else. If you're breathing, there's still enough breath for others. How often have you been in a situation where you say I enter a group and I don't want to change the dynamic. I just adapt to that dynamic. And more often than not, you actually get bored by that dynamic. But the truth is that you, by entering that group, will change the dynamic to begin with. Because now it's not about the five people who used to be in that group. Now it's about the six people, including you. And that in itself creates a new dynamic. So why am I saying all this? I'm saying this because this is the basis of choosing yourself. It's about knowing everything that will lead all the pain that you have to look into everything that you have to confront within yourself because choosing yourself will mean people will finally see parts of me that I didn't want them to see because it would make them uncomfortable because it would show them that I'm not the person they would want me to be right? Very often you have had some kind of parent or, you know, person in your life when you were a child and they projected something onto you and you played that role or you tried to play that role. You probably were never that successful because you continuously got told, no, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. Now it's about choosing something where you know the people that you're thinking about are going to say you're doing it wrong, but you know you're doing it right because that is who you want to be. That is who you truly are. And so once you start that process, and once you say, I'm going to choose myself, I'm going to do things my way, you're going to have those reactions. And deep down you have to face those abandonment issues and those issues of I'm going to be alone (laughs) forever. You know, psychologically for me, it really was this moment when I thought it will never be, how it used to be. I will always be alone. I will always be disconnected from others because again, like everything that i learned was in order to connect with others, I have to connect through their world. And so now if I choose my world, I didn't know that I could connect with people on that level. But the truth is you can. In order to get that, you have to face the truth and you have to be willing to say, I rather be disliked for who I am, and create that kind of tension, and have people think I'm weird and all of that, then continue to play the role that just doesn't satisfy you anymore. And once you choose yourself, you know what happens? You start filling yourself up. All that void, all this space that you had that was there for other people, right? It's not going to be there anymore because you fill yourself up. That means you start doing things that you're proud of. You start doing things where if you would look at your life from the outside, you would say, Oh, that person's living a cool life. You are saying that because if you get to a place where you're proud of the person you're becoming, everything else like just fades away. You're okay if other people think you're weird because you are doing things to prove to yourself that you got what it takes. And there's nobody on this earth who can tell you this is wrong or this is right because you know, that is what makes you feel good. And that's why I always talk about, you know, the five pillars because they were actually the areas that I worked on that helped me to create the life that I wanted. I had to make sure that my dynamics with the people in my life were intact. I had to make sure that I gained as much energy as I possibly can because in order to step out of that rat race, in order to create the life that you want, you have to create new things and that requires a lot of energy in the beginning. And so it's a completely new concept. But if you say I'm ready to make it happen, it's definitely possible and I see it with INFJs every single day. I see it with people in bootcamp. I see it with people that have bought the audio guide and I see it with people who watch my videos for a long time and I see the difference this kind of approach makes in people. So give yourself the chance. Say I'm willing to put myself first. I'm willing to say, I'm going to do things that make me proud and I'm going to take continuous steps to create that life because trust me, it might seem super hard at the beginning, but it's not going to stay this way. You are going to be able to create the life that you want and it's going to be a life that continues to get better because you're being more and more in alignment with who you want to be and not with the person somebody else would want you to be and you will experience some changes. For example, I'm not able to look into, you know, how my best friend is feeling, like, you know, on a deep level, I'm not able to know everything in her inner world. And I was so aware of that in my early twenties. I can't do that anymore because before as an INFJ who hasn't looked into this, I had capacity to dive deeper into people, to such an extent. I don't have this capacity anymore because all that space, I have filled it up with what makes me happy. I listen to the music that excites me. I put that on. And if other people don't like it, then I turn it off. I'm not going in thinking, Oh, what can I do in order to make everybody else comfortable? And I completely forget about what I want. You have to learn to put yourself first and it will be hard in the beginning. You can start by asking yourself, even if I don't care, because most of the time we have taught ourselves that we don't care, but to ask ourselves with every single decision that we make, if I did care, what would I choose? An example I used to give all the time. That probably isn't so, you know, normal nowadays after COVID and you know, with all the streaming services. But before this typical example I had was you go to the movies with your friends and it's about like what kind of movie you want to watch. And before the INFJ always said, whatever you want to watch, I don't really care. And they believe that I believe that, but it's because we have conditioned ourselves not to be aware of what we want. And it's, it's simple steps like these that will make the difference. So when you're in the movies and you think, I don't care what I want to watch, to ask yourself, what if I had to choose? What if I didn't have another way? I was here by myself or my friend said, I'm not choosing. You have to choose and you're not choosing because what your friend might want to watch, but what you want, want to watch. And the more often you do this exercise, the more aware you're going to become of what you want and you're going to become aware of that in your vocation, in your priorities, in your wealth management, in your relationships and in your physical energy management. What are the things, that make you step into the world that you always wanted. What kind of trajectory are you building towards the INFJ Epic life on your terms? If you want some small overview over this, get the poster on the five pillars to an INFJ Epic life. If you want to go deeper into this topic, join the bootcamp. As I said, tomorrow we start with our first live call, everything you need to know you can find in the links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video. When the INFJ finally stops trying to be social, this is what happens.